impact and fix spec, this is Founders Anonymous, the podcast that helps you move your business up a gear. I'm your host, David Trott. And I'm Chris Lees. Okay, so the year is rapidly coming to an end here, and before you know it, we'll all be obsessed with turkey stuffing and sprouts. Before we get there, though, welcome along to another episode of Founders Anonymous, the podcast where we explore some of the biggest issues facing business owners today. Coming up this week, what are we all doing here? We take a long, hard, uncomfortable look at what we're all fearful of as business owners, feeling that we are wasting our time. We spend our days slaving over our businesses, nurturing them into life and keeping them going. But how much of that actually makes a difference and how could we be more efficient? Also, social breakdown, David turns his critical eye on yet another innocent, unsuspecting tweet, crushing it into smithereens before cackling at the moon and running off into the undergrowth. With me, as always, is my co-host, David Trott. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm exhausted. I've only had three hours sleep, so I can't guarantee the quality of my chat today. And, and tell the listeners why you only got three hours sleep. Oh, our roof started leaking in the torrential rain that, that drowned London last night. So just gallons of water pouring into our bed from midnight onwards. It was appalling. Okay. <laughs> and let me guess, the roofer who turned up said, that's going to cost you. <laughs> he didn't even get as far as talking about cost. He just did a lot of inhaling. Yeah, that was it. Awesome. Well, I hope you fix your leaky roof soon. Thanks. <laughs> So far in this series, Chris and I have been on a roller coaster journey to discover how we spend our time. We've learned that Chris never watches TV, and I spend most of my time working in the business instead of on the business. All of this just begs the question, though are we spending our time wisely? Chris? Well, I try to. Everybody tries to. The question is whether we actually achieve it in the end, right? So the thing that I always try to spend my, my days thinking about is how much of the, the stuff that I do on a day-to-day basis is, is kind of busy work and how much it actually moves the needle. Uh, there's lots of things that we do, for example, spending our time doing podcasts or, um, you know, I have a YouTube channel and that doesn't seem to have an immediate return on investment, right? Yeah. I'm sure you find this as well with all of your social media posts. You don't see, oh, I've just won a client because I've done that awesome tweet over there. And that's that's a really difficult stuff that kind of like it creeps in and erodes your, your sense of confidence a little bit that says, am I wasting my time doing this? And that's really what we wanted to try to explore today. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, right, let's take it back to basics. So how do people start figuring out what's a waste of time? So if if you think back to the days that um, you worked in a corporation, yeah, think about what your day looked like in that big gray machine and pretty much do the opposite. Right? Yep. So you were probably dragged uh, into a million different meetings and you probably wondered why the heck you were even there. You know, everything just feels slow in a big organization. And one of the things I wanted to do, certainly in my business, was try to get rid of all of that almost immediately. That's the very first thing I did. Um, and so I tried to establish a situation where um, there is literally one scheduled meeting per week. All hands on deck. We all get on a Zoom call. We uh, talk about what it is that we that we need to talk about. That's one hour in an entire week. So just that one action has helped dramatically uh, streamline a lot of things, frees a lot of people up. Hmm. Um, One thing that I do try to do, though, uh, consciously, is I try to move all of my customer calls to the ends of the day. So I I bookend the day. They're either right at the first thing in the morning or um, last thing in the evening. And what that does is that gives me a nice 
uh, free window during the course of the day to get other stuff done, the internal stuff that I need to focus on. Yeah. And that helps a lot. How often, so how often are you checking emails and stuff like that? Have you, are you, do you have a system like where you only check emails at certain points during the day or are you a slave to your inbox? That's a great question because, uh, again, I think it, it speaks immediately to, to efficiency, right? So the first thing I've done is I have uninstalled all of the native email software on my computers yeah. completely, right? Don't have it. Um, I only go into Gmail, and that means I actually have to open up a browser and go in when I when I knowingly want to do it. I don't have it. It's like another tab that's always there. Um, that said, my phone does ping, right? And so my phone is my primary way of me knowing that an email has come in what I tend to do is if, if an email does come in like I have a moment just to look at it then I will I don't normally respond on my phone though what I kind of do is batch up the responses to a later point yeah. uh, when, I, when I need to Cool. Um, do you do the same thing do you have, have you got any good tips for, for email god no no I'm the worst person in the world I always have my email open it notifies me on every device I have all the time 24 hours a day and then I, I stress about it if I can't deal with it straight away. But you also probably have Twitter open and all of the other social media platforms, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's all happening. My, my life is just a series of notification sounds. I think I'm used to it now. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's particularly stressful. It's definitely not the most efficient way of working, Yeah, I would say. But at the same time, I, I mean, one of the problems with working in social media is you kind of you feel like you have to be across everything that's happening yeah. all the time. Right, and that in itself, firstly, is an impossible task. Mm. Um, the most you can hope for is that you like you catch trending topics early enough that you don't look like a dick because you're talking about them too late. Right, yeah, and that's okay. that's what you're aiming for. But that means there is, by its nature, there is a lot of wasted time in that. Yeah, I don't know. Is that, is that part of the territory? Is that is that a tragedy that befalls social media managers and digital marketers? Maybe it is. Maybe there's a better way of doing things. I don't know. I would probably suggest that your emails are less urgent to respond to than social media for that very reason, right? If you, if you are too late to a social media conversation, you might look like a dick in the, to, to say your words, right? I'm not suggesting you would, David, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I'm parroting back what you said to me, right? Um, the, uh, I cannot believe you say I look like a dick. <laughs> but your emails are probably less urgent, right? You could probably batch those things up. How much of your world, though, is, is about notifications of something coming in as opposed to you going out and actively looking for a conversation to participate in? Uh, that's an interesting question. They're two sides of the same coin, right? So you deal with a notification. So a notification tends to be someone that is or something that needs dealing with, something that's inbound that you need to respond to mm -hmm. or escalate or mute or whatever it happens to be. There's normally an action associated with it, but it's an action that's that's caused by someone else. So inquiries to client accounts or complaints or, yeah. um, you know, whatever ha it happens to be, someone tagging you in a post or sharing images or video, you know, user-generated content. There's loads of stuff that you have to deal with. Typically, I've got a structure where every morning I'll check... Twitter's trending topics in the UK, worldwide, and then for each location that our clients are based in. That takes half an hour, mm -hmm. maybe, to try and unpick that. Have a look at Google Trends, see what topics are trending that day. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Notifications happen a lot, but it's always something that needs dealing with, whether it's by me or a member of the team or, yeah. or the client themselves. Yeah. It can be very difficult to separate the wheat from the chaff. 
Right. Yeah. And uh, I do think to your question about whether this is, you know, just as very specific to social media marketers, I think it possibly is because you need to be part of the conversation, right? But there's, there's other things that we want to try to kind of tease out here in terms of, you know, removing distraction generally. So that's one of the other things I wanted to kind of tease out here is, is the idea that as a business owner, you have to be the one who sets the, the direction, right? You have to be charging for, you know, the, the top of the hill, you can't just be looking just down at your feet and just doing one step after another step after another step. Yeah, sure. Because the trap that you fall into there is that customers can probably detect this. They have these spidey senses of like, oh, he's just going for the money and whatever I ask him to do, he's going to do it, right? Yeah. And you end up being pulled in, in all directions by customers and you, you end up kind of burning all of this time going around in circles and not actually achieving what you set out to do in business. So always kind of starting with the end in mind almost. It's like, you know where you want to be headed. Make sure that every single task and project that you take on is is moving you in the in that direction. So can I ask you a related question to that? Sure. So how often do you decide which hill you're aiming for? That's a really wonky way of asking. How often do you review the strategy, the, the long-term strategy for, for fixed spec? Um, so uh, it's a, that's a very good question. It's also a very difficult question because you don't give me easy questions. Um, the uh, So we build software, right? And there is a lead time associated with building software. It's quite difficult to just turn things around in a couple of months. So I would say that probably every three to six months or something like that, I have a, a good hard think about exactly where we're headed and where we should be putting our uh, development resource. For my business, that probably feels like the right type of frequency, but I would imagine that that differs quite significantly from a lot of other people, right? If you're starting out and you're just trying something new, trying to work out, um, you know, where your business is headed, you probably want to review things on a far more frequent basis. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Right. So let's bring this back to to this whole idea of wasted time. So it feels like there are a whole load of different flavors of wasted time, mm. right? There's wasted time that is just you doing something inefficiently. It takes me eight hours to do this task, whereas it takes someone else to do an hour. So yeah, that's wasted time. Um, there's wasted time where you're doing stuff that's unnecessary. I don't need to have a conversation about Monkey Island on Twitter every single day. That's unnecessary. That's a waste but of time. But you do. I mean, it's a tremendous game. Okay. And then there's wasted time, which is where you're just doing stuff that's plain wrong. So, uh, you know, it might be trying to launch a product that is ultimately doomed to fail or something yeah. that may be a waste of time. So I guess it's it's about unpicking all those different ways that time can be wasted. Yeah. And trying to eliminate as many of those as possible, yeah. Yeah. And and in terms of your your point there about, you know, you're trying to launch something and it ultimately fails. Um the, the the critical thing there is to make sure that you get whatever learning outcome you possibly can out of that failure. I, I say that I have a sense of paranoia. Whenever whenever we launch something and it doesn't work, because a lot of stuff that we launch doesn't work, just like every other business out there, you know, I'm quite uh, paranoid about understanding why didn't it work, what did we get wrong, what is it that we should be doing instead yeah. to try to move us back into the into the correct way of doing things. I had a great conversation this morning with um, the community manager here at Tomorrow Hub, uh, Marcella. And um, one of the things she said, she said it beautifully. She said, you know, one of the businesses that she's working on is, you know, it's really, really hard and it feels like we're swimming against the tide. And the other one, we're just floating with the current. And so this, this leads me on to one of my 
absolute pet hates, which is the idea that any business can be successful if you just hustle hard enough, Mm. right? So there's a flip side to this waste of time idea, which is that if you're not throwing everything at this, then your business is going to fail. And if you do throw everything at it, then untold riches await you, right? That's that's yeah. the idea in principle. And there are some appalling people out there that make a lot of money selling these principles. Yeah. And it kind of, it, it really frustrates me because sometimes you're not in control of the direction of the tide, right? You're not in control yeah. of that current. Sometimes that current is determined by the market and what the market wants yeah. and what people will buy, and what people will pay for it. Um, And just sitting there trying to eliminate wasted time out of your life doesn't change the fundamentals of the market, right? Yeah. So how do we sort of of address that? So I I absolutely recognize the people that you're talking about, you know, the the people who say, never give up. You've just got to keep going. Just put more hours into it. Just keep trying. And the reality is, unless you're constantly trying different things, you're probably just banging your head against the wall. I think, though, like if you think about where we've gone in this conversation, we started out at a very granular level of mm. wasting individual time. Then we kind of went up to wasting sort of, you know, months of your life pursuing activities. I think there's a higher level as well, which is where we should probably you know wrap this up, which is, are you wasting your life? Oh, right. So sorry, but like you, you do have to go up to that level, right? Which is which is to say that anybody who's running a business for a long period of time and they're not seeing traction after an extremely large number of years and trying everything, eventually it does come down to that. It is why am I continuing to pursue this goal if nobody's buying what it is that that, that I'm selling, right? Yeah. Um, and that is probably the one thing that always kind of you know all business owners will probably recognize that in the back of their head there's something that says god wouldn't it be easier if i just went and got a job Mm. or you know i really want to do this but nobody's buying it this is never going to work and sometimes it's confused with imposter syndrome but there's also a point at which you need to have a conversation with yourself and like if this isn't really going to achieve the outcome that i want in life whatever that is then it's time to probably call it quits great okay so what are we asking our listeners then are you wasting your lives? <laughs> we're, we're, I think the, the, the summary point here is there's lots of different definitions of, of time. Make sure on a day-to-day basis you're being as efficient as you possibly can be to get as much traction as you can in your business. Make sure that you're reviewing where you're actually headed and that you know where you're headed for the next three, six, nine, twelve months, something like that. You know, after a long period of time, if you still feel as if you're swimming against the tide, you should think about whether this is actually the right thing for you to do. Awesome. Cool. Glad I can help. Okay, it's time to poke David's proverbial bear and talk about social media. Uh, This is a segment where we don our white coats and put a piece of social media under the microscope to see what makes it tick. So, David, yesterday I forwarded it on a couple of Twitter posts that I found on um, uh, on that platform, and uh, I want to kind of get your your view on them. The first one says, and this is this is the entire tweet: "The rat race has no finish line." <laughs> it's very topical. What, what do you think of that? Well, I mean, just uh, as a point of principle, that's fundamentally wrong. You know, the rat race has loads of finish lines. You can be sacked. You can die. You can retire. You know, there's <laughs> there's any number of finish okay. lines. Um, so that that feels fundamentally wrong to begin with. But okay. So what do we do with this? So this this segment is where we figure out what's useful in this and what's bullshit. So to do that, we've got to try and figure out 
what this person is trying to say with this tweet. The rat race has no finish line. So let's be generous and say what they're trying to say is if you dive into the rat race expecting to achieve it, you're not going to because it will always take more out of you. Well, so I read it as um, there's no quick wins. Like you are just going to have to hustle for pretty much your entire life. Uh, and, you know, die like a rat. Okay, so you have a more nihilist yeah. sort of view of, <laughs> of this tweet. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, I could see how I could say that. Yeah, it kind of feels to me, right, so, so this is part of, it feels like it's part of that subculture of if you're an entrepreneur on Twitter posing in front of a Lamborghini and talking about NFTs and crypto, um, then you've got it right. And if you are a corporate drone working at a job, nine to five, you might be pulling at 120K a year, but ugh, mm. yeah, you're a loser. Mm. Um, it sort of feels like it's coming from that stable mm. of, of content. And what they're trying to say is, hey, you with your corporate job. Yeah, fuck you. It's never going to improve. Everything's shit. Sucks to be you, right? Yeah. And if we're generous about it, is there some truth in that? Mm. Maybe, maybe I, I, I really have to, like, I have to plumb the depths of my generosity to to have like a positive spin on this because I think it's meaningless bollocks. Mm. Um, but let's just say, for example, that there might be something there, right? Okay, so if you're working towards a goal as an entrepreneur, then that has a finish line, right? If you are plugging away nine to five in uh, a corporate job, then maybe it doesn't. Like maybe that work is never done. Mm. There's always more money you can earn for shareholders. Maybe maybe that's what they say. So then you have to get to the subtext of it, which is, well, all right then. So what what are you suggesting? Fine, I'll go. I'll quit my job in, you know, my actuarial job. And fine, what are we going to do? We're going to you want me to buy a listing on some distributed spreadsheet somewhere saying I own a picture of a cucumber, right? Is that is that the is that that's very specific. I, like, I didn't actually think that there was a subtext um, to it at all. I think it was, uh, for me, that was a pure clickbait uh, tweet. That, well, is, that yeah. is just a, here I am, look at me. I think that I'm saying something really smart. Just like it and retweet it. And that's it. Yeah. And, and, and you know what you are? I, I think you're completely right. Like, what I'm trying to do here is trying to figure out if there's something, <laughs> is there something meaningful? Like, there has to be an attitude behind this that means someone has gone, Oh, that's a meaningful tweet. That speaks to me. I'll share that. So I'm really trying to dive into it to try and figure out what that is. The, uh, the point of writing this tweet, I agree with you 100%. They probably just wrote it and went, oh, I'm so profound. Right. But but ha- haven't they achieved what they wanted to do, though, which is a lot of people have, have liked it and, and retweeted it, and therefore they don't care. They're on to their next profound tweet. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where we have to differentiate between our listeners who are erudite and thoughtful and introspective and wonderful people and the sort of person that likes and retweets something Mm -hmm. like that who, you know, they probably think Dragon's Den is the pinnacle of of business excellence, right? They're they're there. That's where they are. They're not thinking about this too much. It's just, oh, that's that's a tweet that has some words. Best click the retweet button. Then I look smart because I've used words Right. I think that's where it is. And fine, if that's where you get your kicks doing that, then great. But, you know, all power to you. Go off, buy some NFTs, sink your kids' college fund, 
into that I'd, fine do that and then just keep hustling because one day it'll all come good for you except it won't because you know that rat race has a finish line and it's you feeling miserable and you've got no money and you've had to move back in with your folks and that's that's where that ends up that's the end of that rat race so fine let them do that and we'll carry on with our listeners with our thoughtful intelligent view and examination of the world of business and yeah bollocks to all of them could you turn that into really snappy tweaks? I'm sure I'd love to like what you just said uh, as a snappy tweak. I'll, I'll try my best if I can get that into okay. seven words. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we've, I've, I've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I shall stop sending out maxims on my Twitter account. That's it for this week. Remember, you can message the podcast directly by emailing us at podcast at impactbiz.co.uk or message us on Twitter at FoundersAnonPod. Send us your topic suggestions, interesting social media posts, or even your holiday snaps. We'd love to see them. Don't forget to subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. We'll see you again next week, and thanks for listening. See you later. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Founders Anonymous is an impact and fixed spec production. Mm-hmm.